do all narcissists hoover? Really good question. Two sides to the answer. One, I would say yes, they always hoover. That way everybody can prepare for a hoover to happen. Two, if they don't hoover, that doesn't mean that they didn't care. They already demonstrated that by leaving to start off with. Narcissists hoovering you does not mean that they care about you. It means that they miss the control over you. So if you're in a place you're thinking, my narcissist didn't hoover me. They all say they hoover. Doesn't mean that that person didn't care about you. Hoover is talking about sucking a person back into a toxic relationship. Think of like the Hoover vacuum. Okay. It sucks up the dirt. The narcissist tries to suck you back into the relationship. Okay. That's when we talk about Hoover. Uh, let's see. He's always saying, I need to figure myself out. And he's just waiting for me to figure it out. It sounds like projection, putting it on you. So he doesn't have to be honest with himself. All the lies still hard to believe how deceived I was. And it's okay. I was talking to a client in our Thriver community earlier where she was going, struggling with the story of like, Hey, I'm stupid. I'm like, no, it's not that you're stupid. You didn't know. Play this out for me for a second. Like when you were young, like let's say when you were three years old, how good could you do? How, how well could you do not algebra? What? You couldn't do it? You don't look back on your three-year-old self and be like, I didn't know how to do algebra and think, wow, I was stupid. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you'll look back on the relationship when you have 20-20 vision after the relationship and you'll be like, wow, I was stupid to be stuck in this. No, you didn't actually know what you were stuck in. If you knew what you were stuck in, you probably wouldn't have been stuck in it to start off with. Think of it this way in another frame. Imagine the abuse that you're getting from your partner, from the toxic person in your life. Imagine if that happened randomly from a stranger on the street. How would you respond? Like, oh, like it would be completely different. Why? Because you're not used to it coming from that person. So why are you accepting it from that toxic person? It's because it gets conditioned. You start to believe it. You start to get used to it over and over and over again. My boyfriend tells me I don't know who I am. Breathe is probably true. No offense, but it's probably true. So then let's work on your healing, your growth, and your change to actually be able to figure out who you are. What that'll do is that'll either bring you closer to him as you move forward, or it'll bring you further apart because you're like, Yep, do not want this relationship. I swear my brain has been trained to find the good in him and relationship at all at any cost. So Jessica, you need to actually sit down and write down all the negative, like all the stuff that's been difficult and hard, all the stuff that has been abusive in the relationship and concentrate on that. I escaped for eight months. Now we are divorced. I have so many recordings on berating me, yet I still go back. Uh, how do I break off all contact? So right there, I would say if you keep going back, it's not about the no contact. Because no contact will not heal you. It's about the story you're telling yourself. You're selling yourself on an alternate reality to bring yourself back in. Hopefully this makes sense because it's, it's a concept that we teach and we actually break it down piece by piece inside of our Clarity Challenge, inside of our Thriver community of like, hey, you are selling yourself on a story, which is a lie. You're selling yourself on a different alternate reality of like, wait a second, if I go back, he's changed. He said he got into therapy, so maybe this will happen. Okay, until you rewire the mindset, nothing will change. Okay. I feel like I have an attachment issue. How do you get out of it or work on it? It all goes back to the story you're telling yourself. You're breaking the trauma bond. All goes back to the story you're telling yourself. Yes. The story you're telling yourself. hundred percent. I grew up with a highly critical mother 
Uh, I think if I hadn't grown up with that uh, being normal. Uh, why did my narcissist ex always stop me from sleeping when he knew I had to work in the morning? It's a control piece. I'd say that sounds even more sociopath, psychopath, but it's more of a control piece of like, I'm going to control you. I'm the Lord over you. What about when they tell you how much shame and guilt they feel all the time? How can they have this level of self-awareness if they're truly a narcissist? So they can, but then what are they actually doing about it? Like a narcissist could say, oh, I feel this way. But then if they're not doing anything about it, it doesn't really help anything. Okay. You must have the power to control it. How do you get over the loneliness? Uh, right there, I would say focus on gratitude, like a huge piece, like start focusing on what you're actually grateful for because that helps. I'm not saying it fixes it. I'm just saying that helps. 15 years of lies still traumatized. Yeah, 100%. That's a long time to have to deal with that. Rewire after 59 years is hard, but well worth it. 100%. Like it is hard to do. Are narcissists aware that they have a problem or just in denial? Uh, answer is yes. Uh, a lot of times they're aware that there is a problem or sometimes they're aware and they don't care. And other times they're also in denial. It's not a cut and dried answer. Uh, two months ago, out after 20 years, smear campaign full force. Uh, ignore it. Like a hey, talk to the people that you need to talk to and ignore it for everybody else. Narcissist telling everyone I'm the mad one. They're going to do that. Ignore it. Okay. The reason why it works a lot of times for a smear campaign is everybody that wants to defend themselves. It only makes themselves look guilty. Don't give it time or space. Are there symptoms in the beginning to recognize a narcissist? I can't trust anyone anymore. So part of that, I would say first and foremost, is we got to work on you trusting you. Because if you can trust you and identifying this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis, you don't have to worry about trusting other people. You can trust you to be able to discern that. So like red flags early on, you know, someone being told no and then actually listening and abiding by it, not them blowing through your boundaries, blowing through the no, blowing through even like two months later when you said, no, this wasn't going to happen. Um, there's like a ton of different ones. I have a couple of videos on YouTube that go into like 30, like 40, like red flags. Uh, no smear campaign for my nurses. Why? Like there's not a, there's not a hundred percent. Like it's this way or it's this way. No smear campaign. I'd be like, cool. Like let's focus on your healing. Do narcissists ever fully discarded? They always eventually Hoover. They typically always Hoover. So just be careful. Make sure they can't Hoover. Make sure they can't even have access to you, that there's no way for them to come back. That means block, ghost, go no contact, change your number, move. Like You're like, that's extreme. It's extreme when you want to get the healing. Sometimes people have to go to extreme measures to get the healing. My friend thinks it's because they plan to hoover me. Could be, but I've seen narcissists smear you and then hoover you at the same time. So like, it really doesn't matter. If the, the thing is, do you actually want the hoover? Like, Do you want that person to come back in the toxic state they're in? You need to go ahead and block ghosts, go no contact. The silent treatment hurt them at all. Mine is holding on due to an income in the house. Uh, no, it doesn't really hurt them. Um, if anything, I would say like that's only going to foster more of that connection. I wouldn't even do that. What if you have children? Third-party apps, third-party communication, third-party drop-offs using the BIF method, brief, informative, friendly, and firm, which is the best for high-conflict communication. Also, going through divorce, getting through a custody battle dealing with like custody as far as a communication agreement being very specific the love bombing sickened me what's the best way to endure it if you're like you're at the beginning stage of the love bomb i would say leave if you're like in the middle stages of the love bomb like like call it out be like no i don't really i'm not interested in this like you only show up for you know two weeks and then you're gone so no um use the problem to seek therapy to play on therapist empathy use this for peace with self-esteem uh, I lost where we're going that. If you ghost, what rage should you expect, even though they have other supplies? You're going to have probably rage no matter what, especially if you're dealing with over, whether you're there, whether you're not, whether you ghost, whether you leave like slowly.
nonsense. I just got a restraining order against mine. Now he's trying to fight it with an attorney. So yeah, they're going to try to fight you a lot of times. Hard when you have a kid with them. There's a lot of people that are going no contact with kids. I'm not saying it's easy. I've never said it's easy, but I just want to make sure people know it's possible. Too many people say it's not possible when I give you examples of people are. So they're attending therapy and making life changes. Is it real or temporary to obtain what they want? What is the level that they identify with honesty and how willing are they of being called out and criticized as far as like, hey, you're doing this or this is something that's hurting me? And what are you actually seeing consistently in vulnerability? Those would be the questions to kind of put back. 